and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delectable page of Talmud every day. But on today's pages, Psachim 106 and 107, well, the rabbis are getting, dare we say, a little bit snooty. Have a listen. With regard to the discomfort caused by beer, they just assumed that there is such, the Gemara cites related statements of Amoraim. Rav Yosef said, I will take a vow in public, which cannot be nullified, that I will not drink beer due to its negative effects, despite the fact that beer was a popular beverage in Babylonia. Rava, never one to be outdone, said, I would rather drink water used for soaking flax, and I will not drink beer. Ouch. As a beer drinker, as someone who enjoys his IPA, I found that kind of snobbish. And so it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Jeremy Cowan, the founder and CEO of the Schmaltz Brewing Company out of Troy, New York. They make Hebrew beer, which is so, so, so great and has lit up many of my <laughs> Hanukkah celebrations. Jeremy, thank you so much for being our guest. Well, hi, I'm good morning. Thanks for having me. You, I take it, in your line of work, encounter quite a bit of this anti-beer snobbery, right? <laughs> wine, no one would ever dare say, oh, I'd rather drink dirty water than drink wine or vodka or gin. But beer, people could get a little bit frisky with. Why, why is that? Well, it's so funny. You know, mostly when I started, you know, I started the company Schmaltz Brewing in 1996 in San Francisco. And when I started, people used to say, well, wait a second, Jews don't drink beer. I drink wine or single malt scotch or vodka. And I said, well, I think my father's Jewish fraternity at Berkeley drank just as much beer as the next door neighbors. So I think that it's fun to play with stereotypes. And this is an absolutely fantastic opportunity to blast through one. I mean, it's the Talmud. So currently in the uh, craft beer world in upstate New York, the Talmud definitely has its references, and I'm always appreciating objections that we have to overcome because I am a salesman. But I think that, you know, in the Torah, there's the seven sacred species, and we have actually brewed with all of them except one, and you can guess a little bit later which one. <laughs> but the first two that are the seven sacred species proving the bounty of the land of milk and honey that Moses sends the spies in to figure out are barley and wheat. The main ingredients in beer, for the most part, barley by far the most popular grain to brew with, and wheat, a very common uh, brewing ingredient. So pomegranates, figs, dates, grapes have all made appearances in Schmaltz brewing beers. But not, drumroll. The only one we couldn't quite slip in there was olives so far. We did do a lot of barrel aging, however, and we have an incredible line of sour beers and the barrels are made from oak. And on occasion around the world, they will use olive wood to make barrels for aging, mostly for balsamic and beautiful aged vinegars. But we've over the years been able to incorporate ingredients, Jewish tradition, a ton of delicious flavors and a huge amount of shtick to keep people entertained and, of course, appreciating these incredible flavors that we like to share through our beers. I mean, entertain you certainly do, but but I think it also does something else, right? Because I think this attitude that we're seeing from Rav Yosef and Rava was, you know, even when I was sort of coming onto the drinking scene, really prevalent. If you said, hey, let's go out for a beer, it's like, oh, okay, dude, bro. But, <laughs> but the last 20 years or so really have seen a kind of really renaissance in in, in, in the sense that you could brew beer oh, with all course. these fine things. So, so 
you were very much kind of like at the heart of this movement. Tell us a little bit about how you see the beer world changing in the last 20 years or the, or yeah. the drinking world. People used to say when I would do in-store tastings or events, a lot of, I mean, I've done every Jewish organization in America at some point or another, from Hillel to Federation to museums to, of course, the Chabad community have been really supportive for holidays and festivals. I loved when people would say, you know, I don't really drink beer. I really like beer. And we would say, you know, the beer that you define as that you don't like, yellow, light-colored, fuzzy, basically international or domestic lagers, those aren't the beers that we love either. And that's why my industry created this incredible movement. I mean, that's a true revolution in an industry for craft beer and bringing flavorful, interesting, innovative products to the market. And it's been going on now since Anchor Steam in Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams started all the way up to today. There's 480 breweries in the state of New York. We're the second largest brewery state in the country and you can get a gazillion different flavors of different beers, things that you would never have defined as beer 20 years ago. So it's really exciting, and people do love it. And I think the younger Jewish community has really flocked. I've seen more and more enthusiasm from younger Jews, and whether they're coming back from birthright or graduating from yeshiva, it's a chance to try something they didn't think they even really realized they didn't know about. That's really exciting. We love turning on new customers and uh, keeping old passionate ones alive. And so what's next for Hebrew? Maybe some <laughs> Rava-based or Rav Yosef-based beers? There you go. Well, we just had our most successful Hanukkah beer season of the last few years. It was wonderful. We put out a jelly donut inspired 8%, 8 malts, 8 hops, <laughs> brewed with uh, beautiful purees of cherry and raspberry and pure vanilla and it was just luscious there's still a little bit of it in our tasting room you might find a couple of cans here or there at whole foods or uh, kind of stores like that right now we're doing our new international women's collaboration brew day beer which has been a really great project for us we collaborate with women-owned breweries and my female staff get really involved and we do big group get-togethers usually in person this year online and it's a tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a pretty important woman of the book from our traditions and a great influence for and a hero for many of us. So that's a raspberry, blueberry, grapefruit IPA called RBG IPA. And then coming up next is a collaboration with our fantastic in-house chocolate and coffee makers at our tasting room in Troy, New York, just right downtown. It's a new light brown ale called Pick Me Up. It's got a big blast of fresh brewed espresso, cold brew, chocolate cocoa nibs, and uh, some pure vanilla, just a little hint of it to uh, bring together a beautiful happy hour pick me up that I think people will really dig. That's going to come out in April for the spring and summer. As the rabbis might have said, if they gave beer a chance, Baruch Hashem. Jeremy Cowan, thank you so much for being our guest. L'chaim. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one 
or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.